Okay, so just before I start this morning's message, what I wanted just to um, let you all know and remind you of is that we are uh, we had a, a meeting on Zoom last Thursday about let's get moving the things that we've got planned for the future, new ideas, ways to get us really moving. But also the the, the big theme of that is that you know it's a continuation of what God's been talking to us about for maybe the last eighteen months, two years now about being disciples who make disciples. So this week we're going to uh, start the process of sending you out more information on those. Uh, you're going to be getting some uh, little briefings uh, and we're going to spread that probably over the next couple of weeks uh, as we work through that process because it's really important we think this through but also important that we, we connect and we get involved with it uh, because this isn't something that that restrictions are stopping us doing it isn't something that lockdown stops us doing. These are ideas that, that work in, in whatever context and they're, they're, they're a reflection of uh, what Jesus calls discipleship. So I just wanted to say that then you're aware that you need to look out for your emails coming this week. Don't think, oh, well, that's just a notices email or whatever. Open them up. There'll be information in those and that'll help you on the journey and help you see your part in that. So I, I just wanted to really flag that up front and let you know that's coming. This morning, I, I'm really going to continue uh, on the theme of discipleship. I, a few weeks ago, I did a couple of talks called Dare to be a Disciple. And today, you know, I really just wanted to uh, expand on that a bit in terms of what that involves. Because being a disciple involves having a disciple's attitude. And our attitude is so important. So I'm calling this morning a responsible attitude. But it's all about how our approach to being a disciple. And... You know, it's true that people say this a lot, but it, it is true that our attitude has a lot to do with the outcomes that we experience in life. You see, as believers, even though we're saved, if we've got a bad attitude, then we end up missing what God has for us. We end up stepping into the fullness of his blessing, uh, missing stepping into the fullness of his blessings. We, we kind of uh, block all the good stuff off. But, so if you're a negative person, then you kind of end up having a negative life where, where the, the, the blessings of God just don't seem to quite get there. But if you're a positive person, if you've got a positive attitude, then you can have what God says you can have. You see, the truth is that God is a positive God. He exercised his faith when he created the world. He exercises his faith every day. When he spoke the word into being, he exercised his faith that it would bear fruit. And he's still exercising his faith that he's going to bear fruit in our lives. And, you know, being positive, having a responsible attitude, a positive attitude, is actually the same as saying we are people of faith. People who take God at his word. Because when we take God at his word, we find a positive God who changes things, who turns circumstances around, who helps us overcome the difficulties in life, who's there with us right in the middle of our problems, our victories, our joys, our sorrows, everything that we have in our life. And we find a positive God in the midst of that as we take responsibility for our own work with him. You know, 
A way of thinking about attitude, a, a way of expressing that is to think of it as kind of the posture you take for life. Um, you know, you, when you're sat in a chair, you can have different postures. You can have like a, a, an upright, you know, alert, thinking, attentive posture, or you can kind of slump down and get all like lazy and tired and not really connecting, not really focusing. So your attitude is the posture that you have for life. And it's also true that your attitude helps you or hinders you in relationships. Your attitude to, to people, your attitude to life has a kind of unwelcome effect if it's a negative attitude of pushing people away. But if it's a positive attitude, it attracts people to you. And, you know, it's so important that we have an attitude of faith, an attitude of trust, and an attitude that where we take responsibility for our own individual walks and our own individual growth. And that, that's kind of some of the theme that's coming through in these ideas of let's get moving. So that's kind of a, a, a precursor because... One of the things that we, we've got used to, I think, in the way that we relate as, as the body of Christ, and, and prior to lockdown, I think uh, this, this, you would see this right across the body, in that we've almost become a situation where we've reduced discipleship to being a spectator sport, where those professionals up the front, those uh, you know, highly skilled musicians, these other people do everything uh, and we watch and we don't get engaged. But the truth is, that's not what Jesus envisaged when he envisaged the church. He envisaged a church full of disciples who were engaged on the same mission as him. And that's really why it's so important that we take responsibility for that rather than divorcing that onto the church or divorcing it onto Mark and Cheryl as pastors or, or whoever else, that we take responsibility for our work. And one of the things that I've been so encouraged by in these last few months is the ability of so many of you to take responsibility for your own walks with Christ and to stay connected uh, get involved and keep going through through this, even though it's difficult. So what does it mean to be responsible? Well, the first, you know, when you look at responsible in, in the dictionary, it's got a variety of definitions, but here's some of them. I, I, I've got one here, so I'm just going to read it. It means to be accountable for things, uh, carrying account, weighing it up. Uh, it means to be called upon to give an answer for. When you're responsible for something, you're called upon to give an answer for. And that's true in our Christian life. It means to be liable for things when things go wrong or when you've done things wrong. It means to be answerable for your conduct. You see, one of the things sometimes we, we so easily slip into is we end up blaming the devil for everything. We blame him for everything that goes wrong, but we also blame him for everything that we do wrong and our conduct. And, you know, we come out with things, even in our relationships with other people, we'll come out with phrases, well, if they weren't like that, then I wouldn't have to behave like this. Or if they didn't do that, I wouldn't be in this place. Or if that hadn't happened, if that person hadn't done that, my life would be so much better. Those kind of things, although, you know, they're natural thoughts, they're not kingdom thoughts. Although they're... They come out of our minds and our, our thinking, 
They're flesh thought and not spiritual thought. The truth is we have to take responsibility for our own lives and we can't blame it on other people. We can't blame the condition of our hearts on other people. God wants us to be responsible for the condition of our hearts. God wants us to be responsible for our conduct. God wants us to be responsible for what we do with the blessings he's given us. God wants us to be responsible in carrying out his mission on earth. And, you know, it isn't an excuse for you to act bad just because you've had a bad day. You know, so I, I understand people get bad days. I've had, I've had hundreds and hundreds of bad days in my life. I understand that. But it's not an excuse for me to act bad. And quite honestly, as long as we are not responsible, as long as we keep being irresponsible and put responsibility for everything somewhere else, then we'll be in bondage. When we put responsibility somewhere else, instead of taking that responsibility for ourselves, we struggle to ever be free of the things that ruin our lives. The way we get free of the things that ruin our lives is taking responsibility. Being a responsible person will set you free. Why is that? Well, because when you are responsible, you face the truth. And Jesus says, uh, John 8, 32, if you continue in my word, if you face the truth that is in my word, if you look at my word, if you see my word, you think about my word, you let the Holy Spirit speak to you through my word, and you take my word seriously, if you continue in my word, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we have to take responsibility for our own walk and how it measures up to the word of God. And, you know, one of the, you can look at this from the, the other side. Sometimes it's helpful when we go around the other side and look at things from a different angle. But we either choose to be accountable for our actions or something that I found is that we're eventually forced into be, being accountable by our circumstances. You know, for you know, a really simple example to, to illustrate what I mean by that. If we don't pay our debts, if we if we, we keep on getting ourselves in debt, keep up running more and more debt, and don't take responsibility for living our lives in a more controlled way, if we don't pay our debts, we will have forced accountability when the circumstances and those debts come against us. Now, I just need to caveat all that I've said really because I'm not talking here about those times in our life where we have circumstances where we can't do anything about them where they are completely outside of our control what I'm talking about here is the circumstances when we can do something but we don't do our part you see the the, the reality when I, I look at people and I encounter people and and just chat to people the reality is that there are people whose lives are in a mess because they kept on doing what they shouldn't have been doing over and over and over again they kept not not having the right attitude not take responsibility making bad decisions until it caught up with them and their lives then end up in a mess which is really hard to get out of and to get out from that, to get out from under that, 
The only way you can turn it around is to take responsibility for doing the right thing. And not just doing it once, just doing the right thing once won't get you out of the mess. You have to keep on doing the right thing over and over and over. In the same way as when you didn't take responsibility, you carried on doing the wrong thing over and over and over. You've got to do the right thing over and over and over. And because you get in a mess by perpetually making bad choices. And we won't get out of it by making one good choice. We have to keep on making right choices. And there's a biblical principle involved there. I want to just take you to a passage that, you, that if you're part of faith life, you know really well. I'm going to go to Galatians chapter 6, uh, picking it up at verse 7. Galatians chapter 6, picking it up at verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If he continues to sow to the flesh, he will of the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the spirit, he will of the spirit reap everlasting life. You know, this, this principle that is expressed throughout the new covenant, that there are consequences to the choices we make. There, there is, uh, there's a follow through of the things that we do. Uh, and some of us, you know, I've seen Christians do this and, it, and, it, and it's so sad because they, they carry on making bad choices and then they expect God to bail them out of the consequences of their bad choices. And, and the truth is, that's not how the gospel works. Yes, we have a good God, but, so, you know, sometimes we need to understand that the choices we make have the effect of either connecting us to the blessing of God or blocking out us from receiving that blessing. And, you know, when we live a life which is irresponsible and just expect God to bail us out from all our irresponsible bad choices, we're really walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. So when we walk in the flesh, we reach those bad consequences. That's just the way the new covenant that we have works. But... Really encouraging, Paul goes on to say this. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't lose heart. Sometimes we end up kind of uh, drifting from responsibility. We, we've been doing good things, we've been serving, we've been helping others, we've been reaching out to others. And, it, and it's kind of... we. It looks like nothing's happening. It looks like we're not getting any fruit. It looks like there's no response. It looks like we, we keep on ploughing and ploughing and ploughing and there's nothing happening. But the truth is that if we will keep going, if we will keep on doing good things, if we'll keep helping others, if we'll keep loving others, if we'll keep blessing others, if we'll keep caring for others, we will in due season reap the harvest. We will in due season see the fruit come back. We will in due season reap the blessing. You know, the, the, the biggest problem we have in the body of Christ, I believe, is not necessarily a lack of faith, it's a lack of enduring until the blessing comes. We, we kind of plant our seed of faith, we, we, we believe God, and we go, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. And we get to this point, and then we think, well, I'm just nothing happened, maybe I'm not believing, maybe I'm not believing. And, and, we, and we stop. And when we do that, 
we dig up that fair seed before the harvest comes. And so we need to be people who endure, people who keep going. You know, like the first right choice you made was when you became a Christian. And that was a good choice. You never make a better choice in your life than to become a Christian. But from that point on, that doesn't mean God just solves everything without any taking of responsibility from you. You've got to continue to make right choices. That's what this, this verse in, these verses in Galatians is talking about. You have to educate yourself in the word. There is no strength uh, in your walk. There is no strength and foundation in your life if you do not have the word in you. And I don't mean just listening to the word. I don't just mean listening to me preach on a Sunday morning or somebody else preach, whoever your favourite preacher is. I don't mean that because that won't do it for you. It'll give you a little framework. It might encourage you to go and do it more. But you have to be a man or woman of the word because it's the word that gives the foundation. It's the word when, when the Holy Spirit gets hold of the word in you. He shapes your heart and he takes that and he uses it to shape your life and point you towards your destiny. And one of the problems I think that we've had in the body of Christ, in, in this generation perhaps more than any other, is that we haven't put the basics in as individuals. Um, too often we've just assumed that when we're part of something, something that looks great or something that looks amazing or, or, or a lovely church family, we've just assumed everything will work for us. And we haven't put the basics in. We haven't put that, that, that effort in. Uh, and as a result, we end up with kind of a confused foundation. We've got a bit from here and a bit from there. And so-and-so said that. I saw that on God TV and I saw that on the internet. And pastor said this. And my best friend said this. And I saw 64 quotes on Facebook that all said different things. And we get with this very confused foundation when we don't put the basics in. And it's so important that, that, that we are responsible we take responsibility for putting those basics in you know we run people in the body of christ prior to lockdown and got used to this idea of running around all over the place or switching between channels or or searching for stuff listening to lots of stuff but i think for many of them they found that they actually weren't making any progress in their their christian life their faith wasn't stronger they weren't stronger, they were still getting taken out by the same old problems, and it's because those basics weren't in place. And as a result of that, they weren't able to discern what was good stuff they were listening to compared to the rubbish stuff they were listening to, or the slightly off stuff they were listening to, or the new tech, new age tin stuff that they were listening to, and so on and so on. You know, we have to be lifetime learners as disciples of Christ. And, you know, as part of faith life, you've, you've got the opportunity to do that. Listening to, to this this morning, you've got the opportunity to make that decision now that that's what you want to do. The best place to start, if you haven't already done it, apart from the Bible, obviously the Bible's the best place to start. But if, if, if kind of you, you just want to go over some of those foundational things and you haven't done this yet, you need to go, you need to go onto Amazon, you need to get a copy of the book Rock Solid, just go find it, my book, Rock Solid, and that's got the foundations in there. If you need any more help with that, we've got some videos. 
uh, the, the, in life group format, we've got daily videos, we've got a workbook to go with it. But that's a really good way to get those solid foundations in. But it's not just about reading that book. It's also about connecting your faith with it and becoming a doer of the word, not just a reader of the word or a hearer of the word. And we have to be a people who take responsibility for that in our lives. Because we've got to keep on making those right choices over and over and over again. And that's the responsibility so that we can have what God says is ours. We can have the life that Christ paid for us to have. And to do that, we've got to take responsibility for keep reading the Bible, take responsibility for praying. We've got to be regular prayers, people who spend time in prayer, listening to the voice of God, not just speaking to God, but listening to him. People who are rooted in church, not, not on the periphery of church, not somewhere out there occasionally connecting, but people who are rooted in a local body of Christ, in the church where they are. And we've got to be people who keep on learning. The heart of discipleship, the heart of having a responsible attitude, is the heart of a learner. And that learning never stops. Let me just read you something that the Apostle Paul said. This is from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 to 3. I could not speak to you as spiritual, but as to carnal. He's talking to people who were born again, but were walking in the flesh and the ways of the world. And, and, and their salvation made very dif little difference to the way they were living their life. So I could not speak to you as spiritual, but as to carnal, even as to babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not meat. For up to now, you were not able to deal with it. That's such, that is so sad, isn't it? It, I, I don't want us to be believers who, who can't deal with this strong stuff because we still haven't got that milk, that simple stuff nailed and operating in our life because we've neglected it. You know, sometimes, you know, in church we want to we make this leap and, and see all these amazing things happening around us and be part of it and we get excited and, and we just want to go to all the, the exciting things. But the exciting things don't work for us if our foundations aren't in place. It's like trying to build a house with no foundations. The minute the wind comes, it blows over. And, and, and you know, we, that's what Paul's talking about here. He's saying, I fed you with milk and not meat. For up to now, you were not able to deal with it. Why? Because you're still carnal. Because you're still walking in the flesh. Because you're still indistinguishable from the way you make decisions from the world it's indistinguishable in your behavior from the world the world behaves it's indistinguishable in the in the logic you use beyond the world's logic you're operating by what you can do rather than faith and trust in god and so on and so on for you are still carnal for where and this is this is what it produces is if we find these things in, in ourselves it's a good sign we're in the flesh that we're walking carnally where there's envying, strife, divisions among you. Are you not carnal and walk as mere men? That's just such an important phrase, that mere men. What Paul is saying is, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. You are a new creation. The Spirit of Christ himself lives in, in you. Um, you are more than a conqueror for anything you face. 
You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And yet you are not seeing any of it. Why? Because you're still walking like me and men. And we walk like me and men when we don't take a responsible attitude for getting those basic foundations in our life and keep on revisiting those basic foundations so they get stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, we live in a society where people just don't want to be responsible for their actions. They, they, they want safety nets all over the place. They don't want to be accountable to others for what they do. But to be responsible means you, you do what you are responsible for, whether you feel like it or not. God said we're responsible and he made us accountable. He gave us the ability to be responsible through the spirit, through our new birth. And he, and he told us that as a result of that, we would be accountable. Romans 4, 14, 12 says, every one of us will give an account of himself before God. Someday we're going to stand, every, every one of us, me, Cheryl, Every one of you that's listening to this, watching this either live or later on in the week or later on today, every one of us is going to stand before God on our own, face to face, and he's going to ask us to give an account of what we did with what he gave us, what we did with our salvation, what we did with the gifts he gave us, what we did with our talents, what we did with our words. What we did with the love that he's placed in our hearts. You know, let me personalise this because it's easier for me to personalise it than it is to try and uh, connect it to every single person that, 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 that's here. Every minister, every teacher has to give... This, this is what scripture says. Every minister and teacher has to give an account of the, how we ministered to the souls we were given to minister to. And so I take that seriously. In taking it seriously, that means I have to take responsibility for that uh, that God has asked me to do. So I train myself in the word. I don't just read the word. I, just think, I don't just sit there thinking, well, I've got to get a sermon out this Sunday or I've got to say something. It's Thursday. It's Bible study. What should I say? It's not like that. I train myself constantly in the word. I put the time in. And that means I don't have as much time to sit around watching TV. I don't have as much time uh, to sit around reading books. I, I don't have as much time to play on my PlayStation. Uh, yes, I've got a PlayStation, much better than Xbox. I love my PlayStation, but I don't get a lot of time on it. Why? Because I'm studying, I'm praying, I'm meditating on the word, and I'm pursuing answers. Because even though I've learned a lot in my years as a believer, and even though I've learned a lot more since I came into ministry, there's still so much that, that God needs to show me. There's still so much revelation I need in my heart. Because I'm not walking yet like the disciples walk. And so... I, as, as a person who, who wants to pursue that more of God, I've got to pursue God for answers and I've got to ask him to the revelation to change my heart so I see more that, like the disciples saw because God's given me that responsibility for you guys. And I can't just get up here and say anything I feel like. You might be thinking, well, I wish Mark wasn't talking about this this morning. I wish, you know, I, I, 
I don't want to do this, or I don't care about this, or this isn't really what I wanted to listen to this morning. I can't just get up here and say what I feel like. I can't even preach to you what you want to hear. I have to preach to you what God gives me because I have an accountability to God and I'm taking responsibility for that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, in response to, to what, what I'm doing, in response to what Cheryl's doing, you know, we, we get people over the years and they've come along and they say, well, I'm just not getting anything out of this church. I'm just not really, it's just not for me. And, you know, I, I, the, the way you do worship, I'd like it to be different. I'd like it to be this, this and this. So, you know, the, your sermons are just too challenging. Why can't you, you just encourage me and, and tell me how good I am? Or, you know, I want to go to somewhere that really just gives me positive stuff and doesn't challenge me at all. And then other people come, well, I'm just not getting anything out of this church. Because my Bible study group, you know, they don't turn up and they don't appear. And, you know, it's just so difficult and I don't like the materials we're doing. And, and all these sort of things. And I asked God about this. And I said, God, what do we do with this? What, what, do, what do we do? And, you know, I was really surprised by the answer he gave me. Because I, I was kind of thinking, well, you know, you just got to sold your own son. This thing, sort of thing happens in church. It's every church experiences this. And that, that's all true. But I already knew that. So I said to God, what do we do? What do you want me to understand about this? And he said, well... The truth is, people don't get anything out of it because they don't actually have anywhere to put anything else than what they've already got. Because there's not anything going out of them. They become like a reservoir where water comes in and never goes out. And when you're full, strangely, it produces in you this idea that you're not getting anything out of it. You think, well, you know, I'm just, just nothing happening. It's just like I'm not making any problem. And God was saying, the biggest reason we don't move forward is that we don't give out. This walk, this taking of responsibility is not just about taking in, but it's about giving out. And if we don't start giving back out of our life, discipling others, loving others, teaching others, mentoring others, encouraging others, uh, giving to others, giving to the, to, to, to the work that we're doing, practical things. If we don't start giving out, we stop receiving. Why? Because we're full. We haven't used what we've been given. And, and the end result of that is we get unhappy because you can't be happy doing nothing with what you've got. Because God didn't create us to do nothing with what we've got. He made us to take in and give out. Take in and give out. Take in and give out. Because we're supposed to be channels, not reservoirs. And so taking a responsibility, having a responsible attitude, is about taking in and giving out. And if we want to grow, we've got to start do, doing some things. We've got to start serving others instead of worrying about ourselves. We, we, we've got to uh, be committed to, to, the, to the family that we're part of. We've got to, you know, I know we can't at the moment, but when we do start meeting again, we've got to go if it's raining, we've got to go if it's sunshine, we've got to go if it's a hot day, we've got to go if it's a cold day, and we've got to go, 
whether we feel like it or not, if times are good, times are bad, times are easy, times are hard, we've got to be people who have decided that what we take in, we give out. So that when we meet together as the body, we go wanting to give rather than just for what we receive. And I believe that's what God was saying to me. That's about taking responsibility. Having a responsible attitude is about this taking in and giving out. And when, as, as responsible believers, when we make commitments, we have to follow through with them. When we commit things to God, we have to follow through to, with it. You know, many of us, I guess, have said at various points in, in our, our Christian life, well, I'm going to commit to do this. And I, every week or every day I'm going to commit to do this or every time I see that person I'm going to commit to do this. I'm going to commit to be there for you. I'm going to commit to be there when we meet or, or whatever. And when we make commitments to people, we have to do what we said we would do. That's a responsible attitude. We've got to say what we're going to do. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Say what you're going to do and then do what you said you would do. And be committed to things. A responsible attitude commits and then does what it said it would do. And that's the kind of person God honours. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. What's the sort of person that God honours? God honours somebody who does what he says he will do. You know, Jesus told that parable, didn't he, of, of the, 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 the father who goes to his two sons and the first son, he says to, um, would you go and do this for me? And the son says, yes, I'll go and do it. But then he kind of gets distracted and doesn't do it. And then the second son, he says the same thing. Will you go and do this for me? And the second son says, no. But actually, he repents in his heart. He has a change in mind and he goes and do, does it. And Jesus turns around to his disciples and says, which one is the father going to be most pleased with? And the disciples go, that's a no-brainer. He's most pleased with the one who did what he asked him to do. And, it, and it's our obedience and, and our, our following through on what the Father asks that he honours. You know, how can I put this? When we go somewhere or when we meet someone, go with the specific attitude that we are going to be a blessing. That's taking responsibility for being a child of God. Because a child of God isn't just about you being blessed. Being a child of God is more about being blessed to be a blessing to others. So when we, um, the way the kingdom works is this, it's kind of back to front. If we, wait till we be, if we wait till we're blessed before we'll do something for others, we don't get blessed, it doesn't work. If we uh, bless others, then in the course of blessing others, we get blessed. And so, as a believer who takes that responsible attitude, we release the blessing into our life. Jesus said it this way. Um, let's go to, I'll just kind of start to wind up now. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. Notice that the give comes before the giving. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the measure that you used, 
it gets measured back to you. You know, so many of us, we, we kind of got into this world thinking, this carnal thinking, where we, we limit what we'll give out because we don't see stuff coming back. And Jesus said, you've got to look at it the other way around. You've got to give and it'll be given back to you. And not only will it come back to you like you gave, it's going to come back pressed down, measured together, shaken together, running over. So we actually, the limit, we're the limiter of the blessings in our life. What I'm really talking about, and I just want to, let's just take a pause for the moment. What I'm really talking about is this. When I talk about responsibility, when I talk about having a responsible attitude, I'm actually talking about living from the love that God has put in us. Romans 5.5 5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We, when we were born again, when we became a new creation, we had the love of God put in us. And that love is meant to get out. It's meant to flow out of us. So in taking responsibility, what we are really doing is releasing the love of God. And the love of God, God's love for you, he's absolutely committed to you. He's absolutely faithful in loving you. He's absolutely uh, jealous over you. He's, he's watching you and caring for you and wanting to show his love to you all the time. That's, that's the way he is. That's, that's God's love. God's love is unconditional love. It's not based on the object of the love. It's based on the fact that God loves. He is love. And he's asking us to show that same level of committed love to others. Jesus said it, didn't he? He said, a new command I give to you, love one another like I loved you. And so when we have this responsible attitude, we become people who love. You see, the thing about love is love has to look like something. You can't say I love and then it doesn't look at like anything. You know, love isn't something that we put on Facebook or Instagram or say to our friends. Love has to look like something. There's a practical side to love. There's a, an action side of love. Love is an action. It's a doing. You see, love pays its bills on time because it, because it loves. Love turns up to work on time and doesn't sneak out early. Why? Because it loves. Love keeps its word. Love makes sure that when it does a job, that job is really well done. Love keeps going. Love keeps turning up faithfully week after week, despite what it feels like. Love makes time. Love does not get dictated to by time. Love pursues answers even when it doesn't understand. And because love has to look like something, because love has an expression, you, you can't have breakthrough in your life. You can't really enter into that freedom. That, you know, we started there knowing the truth and the truth set is free. You can't really enter into that freedom and the blessings that God has for us without taking responsibility for being a disciple 
who is rooted in their foundations, who grows, who takes responsibility for their life, who um, is not happy sitting, doing nothing with what God's given them, but gives out and gives out and gives out. You know, the way we have good relationships with people is to take responsibility. The way to think of it is this. You know, if you don't like that word responsibility, let me put a different angle on it. Biblically, the way God sees responsibility is responsibility is to respond to the ability God has put in you. Responsibility is to respond to the ability God has put in you. To give, to take of that ability and to give it out. Responsibility is to respond to the ability that God has put in you. And I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to do that by investing in where you might have shaky foundations. I want to encourage you to do that in, in terms of being a person who doesn't just take in but gives out. I want to encourage you to do that in terms of being a, a person whose love can be seen because you do what you say you'll do. And when people see that sort of person, that sort of person is hugely, hugely attractive because people do not see that in the world. The kingdom is different. The kingdom loves one another like Christ loves us. Amen. So, if you don't know Christ, some of that you're thinking, well, that's just, that's just difficult. I, I, I don't know how to do that. And the truth is, you can't do it. Only a person who is born again and filled with the Spirit of Christ can do that. So I want to invite you right now, if, you, if you're somebody who doesn't know Christ or somebody who's drifted away from Christ, I want to invite you right now to come to know him to acknowledge him, to turn your life around and choose to follow him. So I'm asking you now, if that's you, just pray this with me. Father, I choose to take responsibility for my life. Just pray that after me. I choose to take responsibility for my life. I come to you acknowledging all my wrong and all my failure. I ask you to forgive me for what I've done wrong. And I choose to follow you. To follow you as my Lord. To follow you as my King. And I ask you to give me new birth through your Holy Spirit so that I can live differently from now on. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you said that prayer, either now or because you picked this up on the internet, just as other people have been doing over these last weeks, they've been picking that up, they've been saying that prayer, and we want to 
celebrate with you. We want to uh, rejoice with you, but also we want to connect with you. We want to help you. We want to find out what you need. We'll get resources to you. We'll talk to you. So just email us on office at faithlifechurch.org.uk. That's office at faithlifechurch.org.uk. Or just message us right now on Facebook and we'll get back to you because we, we really uh, are just so excited about that commitment that you've just made. Mm. Yes. Amen.